Uh, so what I was saying is, is I've spent the last couple weeks in a softball tournament for my kid. And um, we just, like our team is really good. And we, I knew going through this whole process that we were never really going to get blown out. We were only going to just run into more increasingly, you know, better competition. And so we finally found that down in this one team in Grand Terrace, Grand Terrace, California. And um, I realized something. And like, like I've said before, you call it church groups, you call it mini truck clubs, <laughs> you call it softball leagues. There's always like this hierarchy. There's like the cool kids. There's like the old guys. There's like the newcomers and stuff like that. And so we get out on the field and they're like introducing this team. And uh, they say, okay, this is the manager of the Grand Terrace team. And uh, he's also a board member. I'm all, we're cooked. <laughs> I was all, we're done. Because like that's what happens. Like like they were just, and it happens here too in, in this league in the desert. Like they stat teams, you know, you got the, the guys on the board and they're out there, they're gathering all the, the best players and stuff like that. And so my point of it is, is like, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it truck clubs, softball leagues, church groups. There's always going to be these like clicks and drama and stuff like that. And so when someone says like, oh my gosh, the, the mini truck scene is so filled with drama and <laughs> all this other stuff, like it's yeah. the same on go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Go yeah, join yeah. a church group. Or when people say, I'm getting out of the club, there's just too much drama. Nine times out of ten, those people that say that are the drama. And then That's the true. next weekend, you're going to see them in some other group or hobby yeah. and doing this. It's all, it's all the same thing. And the other thing, and the other thing is like the we, I always like, I don't know why, but I'm always kind of like hesitant to like when I'm talking to people about what we do and I say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in a scene and it sounds a little I don't want to say childish, but it does seem like something when you say, oh, this is our scene. It's all a scene. It's all a scene. <laughs> Life is a scene. Life is a scene. <laughs> and you're going to run into the same thing everywhere you go. And I guess it's just how you you decide to navigate it and, and how you're going to like find your place in it. Yeah, life is a scene, right? Life is a, <laughs> that's a new shirt. Life is a scene. <laughs> I know. I, I need to hit up uh, our guy and about the logo and see how we're going on that because... I'm pretty excited to get some merch going. Yeah, yeah. I hit up uh, Gabby about our theme song, and she's got it in mind. <laughs> well, they're on tour, right? Aren't yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, just yeah, got yeah, back yeah, from so. this long-ass uh, East Coast tour. We could make, make our own theme song. Oh, yeah. I've we already could, got lyrics. We could sing it. I know. We I have microphones. She, when I, when I uh, hit her up, she's all, well, just try to think of some... Uh, <laughs> She's all just trying to think of some something lyrics or something or theme songs you like. So I'm just sitting in the shop and I'm like printing away and I'm like, Frank and Brian hit the road. Where <laughs> so I actually have lyrics and I and I hope we do something with them because they're hilarious. God, because like I, I said so before, like I said before, like I'm just here to have fun and goof off and just like yes. do make make people laugh and stuff. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping it all comes together. <laughs> yeah, the best thing about theme songs and merch and all that stuff is they can constantly change. So, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. if we have ideas, we could just be like, "Hey, let's throw this together." Yeah, or let's do this. We're not stuck on one thing ever. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of like the the whole thing about what we do is we're just always trying to think of something just to come up with, whether it's shirts, video ideas, podcast ideas. It's like this. It's it's kind of like a double-edged sword, though, because you get to be so creative and you get to do whatever you want. But sometimes you just like run into a wall mm -hmm. and you can't create anything. Yeah. And actually, just yesterday, 
I shared on my uh, on the Custom Life Instagram, and maybe I should have shared it on the Drop Instagram, like we were talking about last week. But you know, whenever I'm like feel like I'm hitting the wall creatively, I watch this video by Ira Glass, and mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before in the pod called The Gap. I watch that video, and for some reason, it's like a two minute video, but that I don't know, it sort of like resets my brain, you know? <laughs> yeah. And maybe it just kind of tells me like, you know, everything is gonna be okay. Just keep, just keep doing it. Just keep yeah. making stuff. That's all. And you that's can what do. I said. Just keep um, creating. Did you see the scorpion that I killed last night? I did. <laughs> Dude. So I've, I've only ever seen, living in Arizona, I've only ever seen small, tiny ones at other people's houses. And I've never seen one at our old house and this house, which I'm surprised because we have the desert right behind us. Yeah, you're essentially in the middle of the desert. Yeah. So last night I went to, I always check the mail at like 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night. And, I, and I'm walking back, and I hear, like, a ruffling. So yeah. I, I heard this thing before I saw this thing. Uh. And I look up, and it's right at our, the foot of our door on the porch, like, crawling along the wall. And I'm, like, I'm staring at it, like, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I? And then it starts walking towards me. And I was, like, <laughs> I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, what do I have out here in the front yard <laughs> that I could hit this thing with? And I was like, I'm not letting it get in the rock. I'm not letting it get in my garage for damn sure. Yeah. So like I picked up the mail and I scooped it up and flung it. And then I smashed it with my sandal. <laughs> That's funny, man. And then the, I, the rest of the night, I felt something crawling on me. Oh, ugh, I'll put ugh. the pit, If you're watching this, I'll put the photo of it, how big it was. It was gnarly. It was, it was definitely gnarly. And I, and I get scorpions here, too. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I live in the desert. Although I think we live in two different deserts. I live in the Mojave Desert. I think you live in the Sonoran Desert. Yeah, I don't I think know. That's so. getting too technical. We have cactuses but, and you don't. Yes. We have Joshua trees. Yes. You have Joshua trees. You guys got cactuses. But we do have scorpions very similar to the one that you had. But they're very tiny. They're only ever maybe, you know, a couple inches long, skinny, not very threatening. But you mentioned the sound. I know that sound. And it's because, like, I have, like, uh, you know, tile and hardwood in my yeah, house. And, yeah. like, and you can hear, like, it's like... Wait a minute. Me yeah. and Mike are staying the night on this tile and hardwood. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. I would suggest being off the ground a little mm. bit. <laughs> like at a hotel off the ground? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That way you guys don't have to come out to the compound. Oh, we're coming to the compound. <laughs> we're coming to the compound. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in for a surprise. That's all right. It'll be good times. We probably won't even be there till like five in the morning knowing us. You know, I was thinking about that. How come you guys are just not leaving Arizona super early? And and headed out here because that's what you normally do when you when you come out here for like mm. shows or different things you usually just mob out here and it's usually like a one day thing for you too yeah but this time we're gonna meet a bunch of people down towards L A in Long Beach right yeah to, either north of L A I'm thinking like right north of L A because there's no mm. sense in driving from your house to Long Beach just that's to also drive what I was through all that there's nothing like we if we just went to your house and then just north of uh Somewhere north of L.A., wherever we yeah. meet, and then mm-hmm. go from there. But yeah, yeah, that'll be good times. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. But also, before we begin, I wanted to talk about... Well, first of all, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show. I'm Frank, Custom Life. This is... Brian with Grinder TV. And uh, before we begin, I just want to say uh, we are winding down on our Legacy Ragtop giveaway. Um, we're down to a few days before we, we pick our winner and stuff like that. And um, so go to the websites, purchase merch. Every $5 you guys spend, you get one entry into the drawing. I'm going to add these little keychains. Hey, look. I don't know. 
you guys, what do you got? Keychains? Oh, you got one of my keychains. Yeah. So these these keychains right here are going to be on the website. Five bucks if you want to get just a really quick, easy entry into the drawing because it only takes one to win. Uh, I'm going to have these also have sticker packs and stuff like that for five bucks. Yeah. So that's just one before we begin. I wanted to say that. Yeah. And I just threw up a t-shirt uh, for pre-order that all those purchases count towards the thing. Which I didn't see it. Which one? It's um, it's that K5 Blazer, the red box shirt. Oh, uh-huh. So I took the border off, took the red box off, added GTV big behind it, and just grayscaled it. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so it'll be like a gray. Oh, that's Yeah, cool. because I think sometimes when you when you have a colored, like, first of all, K5 Blazer is already a niche thing. Mm-hmm. But then when you add a color to it, people are so weird about that. They're like, oh, do you have a yellow blazer? And it's like. Yeah. But then if you throw. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make it black and white. That way. Yeah, no, that's. Hey, and that's why we keep on making black T-shirts. You know, like yeah. colored T-shirts, are like a lot of people like them. I made, I've made burgundy shirts and blue shirts over the years, and people dig them. But everybody pretty much goes just to the standard black shirt. Yeah. Uh, this I have a funny little story about colors and stuff like that. And it's uh, funny because now uh, I think everybody's a little more open to a bigger color spectrum now. I don't know whether it's just like, you know, how things are, mm-hmm. you know, now. But 10 years ago ish i made a shirt and it was really cool it, it was when we were bst clothing so it was it said bst uh drag or die like mm. skate or die and then it was a, a circle a checkered circle and in the checkers there was little airbags it was a total like santa cruz looking t-shirt uh i loved it It was one of my favorite designs we've ever done but one of the outlines was pink mm-hmm. and more on more than one occasion someone would come like oh that's a really cool shirt but i'm not i couldn't do the pink well, yeah, I like, think definitely times have changed because because yeah, but people love pink now, yeah, and now pinks and now and we're purples kinda... and um, especially not just in the truck scene, but the younger people and in the car scene. Yeah, you see a ton of the of those types of colors. So I'm actually doing a white T-shirt, which I think you're going to be printing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm having Brandon kind of dice it up a little bit. Uh, that's, yeah, that Santa Cruz style one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, that'll... yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm gonna you know, do. That's... I'm gonna. Print, up, print them on black, but I'm going to have like a limited edition white, and I'm going to yeah. have you do those ones. Cool. Yeah, that, I saw that design. That looks really cool. Um, that you know, you said you brought up like Brandon from Fuel Market, Fuel Market uh, in Ontario, mm-hmm. California, and um, spicing it up. Almost like you would think that I'd be like, well, why can't I do it? I'm not an artist, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really big misconception. A lot of people get come when they come to me and they want like T-shirts printed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I am not an artist. Mm-hmm. I can't, I could barely, I could, I'm barely could write legibly at this point. But, um, so yeah. So, you know, people come to me and say like, can you design me a logo? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do you have a, do you have a logo? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, just, just make me something cool. And I'm like, that's like the number one, like not pet peeve, but like, yeah. uh, it kind of irks you. Not, not even irks me. It's just like, a. it doesn't help. Basically, so there's everybody has their like uh, strengths and weaknesses. So I'm the same way. I can design flyers and all that stuff, but when it comes to like designing a logo, this is why they have the people that strictly just design logos. Yeah, because they have purpose to the design, and then same with the um, uh, printing T-shirts or or whatever. Like Brandon, he has an in-house he has in-house artists. But a lot of times they're so busy, I'll just reach out to someone else. Like I've had, I'm having Nick from Surface doing, he's doing one right now. Um, 
I've had pinstripe Chris, and then I just go to the you or Brandon and have you guys print them. Yeah, and that works out great. The best thing someone could ever do when they come to me and ask me to to print them merchandise mm-hmm. is they go, here's the logo, here's how many I need, and here's when I need them by. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. And then I just put it, put it together, and there it goes, you know? Yeah. It's when someone says that infamous, like, just make me something cool. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, well, number one, my cool is way different than your cool. Well, and the thing, you know? too, is is you can also accept those jobs and then you can farm out the art part. That's true. You know, there's, there's no, people don't realize that there's a lot of design quote unquote companies out there that they don't actually do the art in house. They'll go online to like 99 designs or logo iconics or whatever. And then they'll pay, you'll pay $500 for your art, but they're going to pay $300 for the actual thing. And then they're going to make 200 for not. So it's, um, if you, you know, could, the more you can do, the better. But, you know, a lot of people just don't have time for it either. So they just go here, do everything. And that's one of the, the, the thing that I was going to bring up. That's probably the little thing in my brain that that stops me from doing that is I have over the years, I've been so ingrained in the DIY mentality mm-hmm. that sometimes I do it to a fault. And that's what I need yeah, to, yeah, and that's yeah. what I need to work on. Like yeah. I need to, I need to break myself of that mentality yeah. and be like, yeah, no, you know, I should go out and pursue, you know, other artists and stuff. A hundred percent. Like if someone says, make me something cool, say, okay, cool. What's, what's your name and what's the direction you're going? You straight turn around, type it into the computer to 99 designs or whatever. Tell them this is the name. This is the direction they come back. And then you're just the middleman in that point. But that's, that's okay. Cause Imagine in that chair behind you there, your artist was sitting there and you're just taking the phone call and you're turning around to your artist and saying, mm-hmm. hey, do this. You know, they're, the, the client's paying for the time. It doesn't matter who drew the artwork. Mm-hmm. They're simply just contracting you to do it. So it doesn't matter at that point. You know, they're just paying for your time because you still have to take the time to get that done, whether you're hand drawing it and or contracting right. it out. And that's probably why some of the bigger companies are so so successful is because they know how to do that. They know how to, you know, uh, utilize their time, you know, time yeah. management. You know, that's really important. Mm-hmm. That's like you, that. when you what's, go ahead. I was going to say that website Fiverr that we've both used for art in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stuck on something. It's like, oh, like I'm, I know I can hop on Photoshop right now and make a flyer to promote my photography, but I'm going to have an, someone on Fiverr do it. Mm-hmm. because the, t- the amount of time I would spend and the frustration that I would spend doing that, I could spend 60 or 75 bucks and get something perfect. Way better. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. No, I'm the exact same way. But those are those things, you know, we, we often talk about on this podcast about the struggles that we go through in running these, these brands. And those are the daily struggles right there, trying yeah. to manage our time. We were, you know, we were talking before the episode, our, our time that like, Sometimes you have tons of time and sometimes you have zero time and you never you know? know when the zero time is going to be there. Right. So it's like, right. Like right now, if anyone's listening and you're an artist, hit us up because we're con- yeah, definitely we're constantly looking for, um, you know, people to reach out to to do different things because. Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, yeah. You also don't want your art to all look the same. If so, the same person does it, it starts to look yeah very similar. and that's sort of like where we've sort of plateaued over the years because angie angie my wife uh has done literally 99 percent of everything we've ever printed and you know and she's not an artist either she just sort of like oh well well let me take that back and angie if you're listening 
you are an <laughs> artist to a degree because she she often you know says oh, i'm not an artist or mm. this is none of this you know how artists are but she's actually very good at it she's she's a very good designer and stuff like that but within she does have limitations you mm. know every, and so every artist has limitations i mean even like me being a photographer i have my limitations and I, if I'm asked to do something where I'm not confident in charging that person doing it, then I'm going to bring someone in that can. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I got, um, I do the same thing with, with the screen printing business too. I got hit a couple now, now that I think about it, it was like a year and a half ago. It was quite a long time ago. And, um, this person came to me and they said, uh, I, I have this, I work for this like aircraft company out in, uh, Atalanto and I need 4,000 shirts. Now, I have a six-color four-station manual press. There's no way on this earth that I can print 4,000 T-shirts. But I was like, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. And so I call up Brandon, you know, who has the capacity to do something like that. In like an and, hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in like an hour. And he gets it done. Mm-hmm. Hold on, pause right there. Sorry, I had to yell at my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, again... <laughs> Daily struggles yes. of also because all I mean I like I you know us you know me I'm very transparent I you know I'm the 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 sad I've coined that term a long time ago I'm the sad the stay at home dad because <laughs> yeah. mom moms are 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 coined as mads yeah or uh, or uh, was it mad is it mad stay no no Sam's 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 stay at home moms yeah which sounds lovely and I'm a sad. <laughs> Which is which is not sad. It's yeah. it's great, but it is one of those things. So now you know I'm in my office recording a podcast, and there's ten thousand doors slamming everywhere. Yeah. But to get back on track, what I was saying is is, um, yeah, I never like it's it's like you said, you just sort of take something on, and if it's not if you feel like you can't do it, then you go out and you find the person that is most capable to take care of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Nothing, but no, on, no, no shame in that game. No, no, no. And we, like the thing is, like most of these like huge successful people with brands and stuff like that, that's what they do. Well, even Brandon know? does it. Like he'll he prints for other printing companies, right? Well, and it also works the opposite way too because you know that person came to me and asked for four thousand shirts, and I'm like, there's no way I could do that. With the opposite is true with him. If someone came to him and said, "Hey, man, I need a dozen, you know, two color shirts," he's gonna be like, "Nah, you should call Frank." Yeah. You know, so it, it's all I was talking last episode about an ecosystem and an economy. Mm. That's what this is. You know, it's fun. What we do is a ton of fun, but there is an economy involved in it. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before on a previous episode, too, with shops and stuff like that. You know, everybody's out here trying to just make it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what else is going on? Well, we got uh, a bunch of questions. We said last week in last week's episode that we were going to be answering a bunch of your questions. Um, which you are you curated into this great list right here and uh, we're going to go through a couple and i'll let you take the lead on that what do you want to talk about first because there's a bunch of them um i think mini truck and matt um instagram mini truck underscore matt said as full-time creators merchandisers how do you schedule your days we kind of just talked about that yeah and you know oh you know what's funny is um, that was the one that I was like most not looking forward to answer. <laughs> and we just opened right up with it. Because we opened right up with it. And the reason was is because, as we said in last episode, sometimes we're not very good at that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, so. Yeah. 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 So we lead 
different, very different personal lives um, as far as family goes. Mm-hmm. You have two kids. I have no kids. So my wife leaves usually early in the morning for her job. And then I wake up and I just make my breakfast. I come into the office and that's what started. And then I'm just in front of the computer pretty much all day unless I have mm-hmm. a job to go to or or something like that. But so mine mine is very easy. Yours is a little bit more complicated. It is, but it isn't because yeah. like my kids are older. You yeah. know, my kids are both were to the age where they both can take care of themselves, except for when they're slamming doors around the house. But <laughs> but uh, you know, but I do that I do, do the same thing. I, I do the same thing. I get up, you know. Uh, when the kids are in school, it's much easier because I get them to school and then I have this big chunk of the day that I can do stuff. And I kind of fall into the same category. But I think what is difficult, because he's asking, how do we schedule our days? Mm-hmm. Now, if we were on top of things, and I've tried to do this before, you would say, okay, on Monday through, in, in, my, in my way, because I do printing and stuff like that, I said, okay, Monday through Wednesday, I'm going to be in the shop printing and then uh Thursday, we're going to be doing video editing. And then Friday, we're going to be doing the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then and within that scheduling, they're going to uh, give myself a lot of time to post on Instagram and do all this. That almost never happens yeah. for me personally. Yeah. And that's why I was like, not, not hesitant, but kind of like, you know, I'm going to put myself on blast a little bit here answering this question. Because you would think that since we do it for our jobs, that we would have this like hardcore work ethic with a rigid schedule and Mm. stuff like that. But it's sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Mm. The only time I ever have a schedule is if I'm given one. Yeah. So if a client says I need the video by this day, then that's, then, then that's the only time I really even schedule anything. That's the always why I've never said, I'm going to release a video every Monday. This podcast is the biggest schedule thing that, that I've ever done. Me too. For the last <laughs> for the for the last few years, this is the 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 most uh, like dedicated to a to a release dedicated time, uh-huh. to a release yeah. day. You know, because I could very easily say, "All right, every Monday we're going to do the pod, drop a podcast, and then every Wednesday I'm going to drop a video on Grinder TV." Mm-hmm. But I know I can't do that because there's too many variables as far mm-hmm. as getting videos released. So you know, one of the for me one of the biggest variables is is what I was talking about earlier is just. Sometimes you just don't have that creative mindset to sit down and do mm. it. You know, you sit there sometimes and you stare at it and you're like, I know, I know what to do, but I can't like put the pieces together in my brain to get this thing going. Yeah. You know, and that happens to me all of the time. It does to me because I'm, when I edit videos, again, you're looking for music, which takes quite a while. Sometimes it doesn't. Like this video that I'm editing right now, I found the song in less than five minutes. Like I just hopped on and I like, sometimes it works out like that. And I was like, this is perfect. It'll work. Boom. Put it on there. But I didn't edit it very fast. I just kind of been slowly editing it. Cause I know I'm not going to, I want to release it next week. So I'm not going to rush to get it done. I've just kind of taken my time. That question was, how do you schedule your days? We don't. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest with to you, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And then, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes it's going to get really interesting as we get busier with shows with this podcast. Yeah, I've, I've been wondering about that lately because we have had a kind of a lot of time to set all this stuff up, but there's going to become a time when we got to maybe crank out a couple episodes, you know, a week or, mm. you know, stack them up, do something. I'm kind of, you know what I'm kind of looking forward to actually, and I, I'm going to make it a point uh, when we do do traveling, I'm going to bring this stuff with me because... Oh, yeah, well, I, I mean, we're already going to have our cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to bring those. <laughs> and we're already going to have our laptop. 
and it's bringing the microphone. And essentially, like I was telling Milan, when we go to the the C10 slowdown, I'm going to bring this stuff because we could record a podcast in that hotel room. Yeah, I think we should totally do that. Yeah, we. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bring like this pole, but I'm going to bring my little. I'm going to bring my little microphone stand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's super compact. I'm not going to bring this. Definitely not going to bring this. But what about if I bring mine and then I'll and then you guys will feel intimidated by. The large arm. <laughs> we're just sw- we're just like swinging it towards each other. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, we have one talk, and then I go boom, and then you talk. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I so, like it. But yeah, I think that's gonna be it's gonna be fun doing those. Um, yeah, and we'll only have to need. Well, at that point, we're actually only gonna need like one camera pointing at us, right? Because we'll be together. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, uh, moving on. Let's see. Do you have any other questions in mind, or should I no, cue you, one up? You, you, you cue one up. All right. Um, okay. So, I'm sorry. So, this uh, Mike Myers on Instagram. You don't have his Instagram here. It's uh, just Mike Myers. Oh, just Mike. Oh, I think, so, oh, I think it's Michael Myers. Okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, for Perfect Poise, he's got a really cool truck. Yeah. Oh, he's got a, like, shout out to him. He's got a, a standard cab NBS, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, it's, it's made some appearances in the videos and stuff like that. So he has quite a few questions, but um, I think some some targeted ones. Yeah. And uh, I want to start with this one. It says, how do we feel about walkthroughs and target tops? And actually, like that whole look that kind of is floating around right now, which is like all of that with the te- the Testarossa kits and stuff like that. And actually, we just talked about that yesterday or something when you mm-hmm. sent me that about the pool in the back of the truck. You sent me the jacuzzi. Yeah, you were talking about jacuzzis. Yeah, jacuzzis and trucks yeah. and stuff like that. So, so he's asking, "What are our thoughts on that?" Uh, not my jam. Not yeah, it's, really it's, any of that stuff is not my jam. It's not mine either. But I think because we came into the mini truck world way after that, mm-hmm. what, at least ten years after. Yeah, that. at least a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. It's not something that I like. Um, like when I go. When I think of like, what is it called when you like you reminisce or when you go back mm-hmm. on, you know, we go back to the chrome wheels and basically ba- ba- body ba- mods bagged and body dropped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, which was like a late 90s, early 2000s thing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't yeah. think about that stuff at all. It's not something, you know, if I was 10 years older, I probably would. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone reminisces about things that they grow up with. So. You know, another kind of good word for that is that I see a lot like on social media and stuff is it's romanticized as well. Mm. Like and even even younger generations and, you know, everybody has their own taste. Fine. That's cool. Um, And it's not my taste, but it's almost like you have to like people expect you to like not idolize it, but maybe respect it. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. I know exactly what you're saying. You're because it's part like, okay, so I look at those like. It's part of mini trucking's history because it wasn't an era, and it, and a lot of that stuff actually started mini trucking. Mm-hmm. Like, cr- like you could probably date crazy body mods even to those because as I talked about before, is mini truckers always went to the extreme, mm-hmm. and then toned it back down to reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, we molding went, a, a a truck Starosa kit onto a truck that's a pretty heavy body mod. That's it. I mean, cutting the roof off of your truck is a yeah. heavy body. Mod. Taking yeah. your bed and making it spin a million miles an hour is a crazy. Yeah. You know, but um, just because it's part of the mini truck in history doesn't necessarily mean you have to like it. Yeah, no, for sure. I can 
I can uh, respect it, I guess, is one of the words to use. I can acknowledge is its existence, and, and I can acknowledge that people like that. That's cool. Like, I'm not putting it on anybody not liking it, but mm. it's just not my personal taste. But one reason I did want to bring it up, because I have a little note here, that actually my first one of my first introductions to the whole truck scene was a truck like that. It was this um, here in the high desert. It was a green standard cab Mazda with a with a shell on it, and he had a walk through. And I don't do you do you remember a club called Exodus? No. Yeah. Well, maybe it was like a local club here. I don't know how big they were, but when I was young, it was one of the bigger clubs here in the desert. There's like Seductive, and you know, like those clubs. Um, but it was a club called Exodus, and I remember this distinctly. And it was around the time in the late '90s, early 2000s, when kind of the two worlds of import worlds were kind of like crashing with, with the mini truck world. So it had like, you know, it was, it was a mini truck, obviously mini, uh, Mazda walk through shell, but then it had like Mazda stickers down it, like big words as Mazda, you know? And, uh, so, and to, to bring up another thing about, um, my first exposures to that kind of stuff uh, in high school, there was a guy who had a uh, like a 93 standard cab Toyota, mm. and he was doing the same thing. It was like on air shocks and stuff, so it was a pretty traditional mini truck, but it had that um, that like sticker. It, you remember that look, the sticker on the hood? Oh, no, my, on the my very first mini truck, my 86 Toyota pickup, before I ever did the body mods to it, I had let lowered on 15-inch uh, TSW Stealth, right, the silver wheels, and I put mm-hmm. a racing stripe. We did an 8-inch racing stripe and then a 2-inch racing stripe. And then on my fender, it had a whole bunch of stick like racing stickers, hooker headers, and oh, comp, cool. comp cams, and all that stuff. So, because I was really big into the import world before mm-hmm. the mini truck world, so my I like kind of took that with me into when I got into the mini truck club, and then I then I realized body mods and all that stuff. But right when it comes to like I think walkthroughs and stuff like that, like I think walkthroughs, I think they're cool when they're done right, or when they're done like because I, I like big stereo stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like crazy stereo stuff to where it just looks that kind of over the top and stupid, but super clean stereo installs like the old school amps and stuff, Phoenix Gold and oh yeah, like back when people were or, doing stereo stuff and it looked clean and sounded good, but it wasn't it didn't take over the entire build of the mm-hmm. you know the the project and stuff. So like like walkthroughs and stuff, I think that's cool. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, so I wanted to just bring that up, and, um, you know, uh, that made me think of something else that recently I came across in the past couple of uh, days. Well, first of all, the whole uh, sticker on the hood thing, because mm. Ernie had that, too. Remember on that, one of his Mitsus, he had, like, a Mitsubishi symbol? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So kind of yeah. everybody, that was kind of the look. But, uh, so this guy on uh, Instagram sends me this um, this old picture. I think o- o- he shared OLP's picture, and it was uh, a hashback Civic bagged on billets mm-hmm. and um i said oh yeah that's sick i love civics on bags and stuff like that and he's like yeah it looks like this one's mini trucker built and then i got thinking about like they were all mini trucker built like that that whole because you know you were saying that you were really into the import scene and stuff like that like the import scene and mini truck scene were so closely parallel that people not, were not exactly no, not exactly so. no 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 because like custom uh like mini truckers that built imports that were super low on billet wheels. Those were mini truck inspired. Yeah. But the, the import world, like the hot import nights and and the the race stuff, the race, those were very far Mm -hmm. apart from mini Mm -hmm. truckers. There were some crossovers Mm -hmm. and a a lot of crossovers probably up in the desert because the, the scene was so small up there. They probably crossed over quite a bit. Yeah. Well, that, that could be true, but I just meant that like, 
like you said, the custom ones, the bagged ones on. Oh yeah, those that, that was stuff. all mini trucks. Though. Yeah, that was all mini truck built. Yeah, that those weren't. I don't even classify those as imports. Like they're technic- just, technically they're imports, but you don't call a Toyota pickup an import. Right. It's a mini truck, right? So when I think import import scene or whatnot, I think like hot import nights, mm-hmm. uh, fa- fast and furious. And then when I think of mini trucks, yeah, with all those um, cars that were juiced or like the art of noise guys. Oh yeah, yeah, they you always know. built great cars. Oh yeah, badass stuff. I just love like the I'm I love Civics too, like Civics mm. and and you know what? I'm more of an Accord guy though. I like Accords yeah. a little bit more, and uh, <laughs> all of this stuff. So uh, Jen Black from Canada mm. um, posted up. They they have a, a an Accord wagon, and I was yeah. like, uh, the Accord wagon is just one of the there's that body style is mm. one of the coolest. I it's think. one of the best looking cars. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, there was a really really clean one from No Sympathy that Ernie Macias actually bought. I took Ernie to buy it. Um, one night he called, I was on my way home and he called me. He's like, Hey man, I need a ride to uh, Norco to buy this old, no sympathy wagon. And I was like, heck yeah. It was always one of my favorites that, 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 and, uh, the, I think it's the first gen or se- I think it's the first generation Acura Integras too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of clean, a lot of clean ones that used to run through the mini truck scene. Mm-hmm. I have a yeah. lot of video. I have a lot of video of that stuff. When I start uploading these videos to YouTube, these old ones, you'll see a lot of those old imports that were cut up and modified and stuff, mini trucker way. That's a really good, uh, I say this a lot segue, but it is what it is. Um, that's a really good segue into this next question, uh, from, sorry here. Let's see. Uh, uh, Mark D Fletcher was asking, would love to know about maybe the, wait, sorry. Would, would love to know about maybe for the older club members and older club vehicles that are still participating. That whole civic conversation reminded me of big Steve. Big Steve mm. came into the club with that crazy Civic. That wasn't a Civic. Oh, that wasn't a Civic? Mm-hmm. What was that, an Accord? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. yeah. What was that? It wasn't a Civic. It was a two-door Accord, wasn't it? I don't remember. I just remember it was Root Beer Brown with that like super heavy flake in it. And he was part of it. But the, before he came to, to Forbidden, he was in... I always forget the name of his other club. Oh, it was a club out of Paris. It, it definitely wasn't a Civic. It was the one that he had Go Easy do all the work to, or and then yeah. uh, and then Dana and Joey got it. Oh really? Oh, that's right. And then they painted it white. Yeah, remember it was. Yeah, um, that is an Accord. You're right. It is. Yeah, and it got stolen mm-hmm. one time, and it was that's a mess. But that was a cool, cool one. It always reminded me of that, like Art of Noise, uh, Los Angeles chapter. Always had really cool car, uh, imports. Arden like, had a Los Angeles chapter. Yeah, that's where they started. I thought it was a Phoenix club this whole time. No, I might be wrong, but mm. I'm. I know they had a Los Angeles chapter, because um, they had like a Civic hatchback, and he had super taillights in it, and it was all shaved. And I always loved that car. Yeah, Arden Noise is just a cool club in general. And one of my favorite things they used to do is when they put on their show at the uh, the the sports park. How they would line up their cars according to color. Mm, well, they like were all the, black. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but that was the thing, though. Now, that was the thing. They were black, mostly black, but silver. Yeah. And then they had a couple crazy painted ones. But they started with the black ones and went into the silver ones and ended with the crazy colored ones. Yeah. That take was, note. I, I all, that was cool. all clubs should take note about how to line up a view, how to line up your line of uh, you know, club you members. S- I never thought about that before. And then you pointed it out uh, that 
that was a big thing for Ernie back in the mm-hmm. day that that he would lay out, you know, when when the club member and they still do it now. And now that you said it, now I watch them at every show and they still do that. They'll yep. line up their mini trucks and they'll line up their cars and then they'll line up their full sizes. And it looks it. Yeah, you're right. It looks super clean yep. and it looks very uniform, looks good. Yeah. I always like your mini trucks and then full size trucks. Uh, and if you have any lifted trucks, put them together. Uh, all You know, it, it definitely makes a makes a difference. But. I don't know. I don't really understand that question too much, though. Is he think, ta- is he asking about like old cars that are still around? I think he's asking about like when we had Joey on. Joey being an OG member who still mm. is doing it and and out here. I think that my thought on that is like that's a lot of people in our club. <clears throat> We're we have a lot of people in the club who have been around a long time and who are still doing it. So it's really hard yeah. to pinpoint just a couple people because we're all kind of like that. Well, yeah, not me. And, and, I mean, I've, I'm I'm probably you know one of the newer people here. Well, I think a lot if you if you get down to the nitty gritty, a lot of clubs have just a lot of old, old guys and that well, have been the, doing it forever. So um, you know, and that's a really good that's a really good uh, because uh, someone had asked us about new people coming into the scene. Um, oh, N.R. Jordan. Uh, couple episodes ago we were talking about that a little bit we touched on it but really didn't go into much depth oh but yeah talking about you know new people coming into the scene and stuff like that and unfortunately i think we do not have a lot of new people coming in and mm-hmm. i kind of came to this um i kind of was like got comfortable with the fact that we are i don't think we're gonna have i think there are definitely new people there's never not new people going to be coming in but it's not going to be like this. You always get fresh people coming mm-hmm. in and like younger people. And it I was took me a while to get comfortable with the fact that we are all going to grow together. Mm-hmm. Like we are just going to evolve and adapt as as who we are now because it's mm-hmm. a lot of the same people and we're all just getting older. And yeah, I kind of came to that that kind of conclusion a while ago. Yeah, like it would be awesome to see just waves of people coming in, but there I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. you could just look around and it's really not going to happen. Well, like um, uh, like when we were out at uh, the Rolling in the Red Rock show and you were showing me all that old footage and we were seeing people in that footage who were at the show that day from yeah. almost 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of where we're at now. And that maybe that's, you know, that's maybe not uh, maybe that's not a negative thing, but that really kind of shows the uh, perseverance that we all have for doing this. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know, for sure. because the same people are out there and they're out there building stuff and they're out there supporting and they're out there at shows, you know. Yep. They've gone through whatever they have in their lives and they're still. Still doing. they're doing it. Yep. Yeah, no, that's really cool. So, yeah, that kind of like wrapped a couple of questions into each other. Um, let's see here. You want to answer moonbeams about trailering? Oh, yeah. Actually, I do have some notes on that. And I do have some opinions. Oh. No. <laughs> We need to do the Stephen Colbert thing or the uh, David Letterman. What did you do with the pencils? Yeah, throw them? I just throw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have. So my personal opinion on that is uh, maybe it's not that harsh, but it's both. Like like everything, it's both. But and maybe I'm talking about this from a perspective that I've talked about before with quality of vehicles that I've had over the years, and I've had some pretty bad ones. And it was always easier for me to take that thing and throw it on a trailer and go to a show and have fun. And if it breaks, just load that back on the trailer and, and take it home. Mm-hmm. Like the Forerunner is probably the most capable vehicle I've ever owned. And I can drive that anywhere I want to. 
comfort, you know, applying. Like I could drive that to Maggie Valley or, uh, you know, uh, Maggie Valley for mini Nats, but comfort level, it would not be great. I mean, you've ridden, yeah. you've ridden in mine and you've ridden in Joey's forerunner for an extended period of time. Well, no, well, you've, you've, you've rode in Joey's more than mine. Yeah. Yeah. We drove that from like north of San Francisco down to, uh, down to the Severed show in SoCal and then all the way back up. Yeah. So from my perspective is I, I think it's like, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to like put my thoughts together. So I have, I can just kind go, of you go ahead into it. So yeah, go ahead. If it depends on what it is, right? So if you have um, a mini truck, are you going to comfortably be able to drive that across country? Me and Mike Alexander drove his Tacoma all the way to Greenville. You yeah. know, it, it broke and we had to trade it the last few hundred miles. But I mean, it, we had no AC. It was hot. It was miserable. You know, we don't have room for all of our stuff. And But you hop into a full-size truck mm-hmm. and you throw your truck on the trailer. And like you said, well, when me and Mike drove his Tacoma, it broke. We had to rely on someone else to come get us or whatever. If that truck was just on a trailer, it would have never broke. We would have right. never had that, that, that part happen. But we, me and you get in the Titan and there's so much room. There's, there's the back seat. We throw our ice chest. We don't have to stop, get out and get a drink. You know, we have room for our camera stuff inside and all that stuff. So it's definitely about comfort. I think it that's al- the main, main theme yeah. is comfort. Yeah. And, and it's also, also about money. Do you have the money to buy a trailer, to buy a truck, to tow a trailer, and then the fuel to tow a trailer to wherever show you're going to, especially across country. Yeah. Sorry, it's just rain down now. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the the main things is comfort. But also, I was just thinking, like, you know, um, one of the previous, I don't think it was the last it was, it was the episode before, we were talking about built, not bought, and yeah. what a hot-button issue that is, and, and with so many strong opinions about that. The whole trailer versus not trailer thing, it has the same thing going on. You have guys out there who are, like, hardcore, you know, they're, they're, there's the T-shirts and the stickers that say drive your shit, mm. you know, and I respect that, like, uh, guys like Jaime Silva, mm-hmm. like his truck has a brand new hot dog paint job on it, which is by no means cheap. And that dude will, will drive it anywhere. Like mm-hmm. he, he, I think not long after he painted it, he drove it out to Laughlin to the uh, seductive show last mm-hmm. year. And so I, I respect the hell out of that. That's really cool. I think it's awesome. But like I like we were we've been talking. I, I see the the other part of it too because I kind of I'm kind of falling to that other category. I've actually been more thinking. I'm all like, you know, I built the Forerunner to as a family build, which is I'll touch on that that in a minute. You know, yeah. I built that to put my kids in it and take go to shows and stuff like that. That was like mm-hmm. kind of the main driving force behind that. But what happened was, and I think this happens to a lot of lot of people building trucks and stuff. That's a great idea, but I find myself driving the Forerunner more without my kids than with my kids. Yeah. You know, because yeah, that, everyone I've ever, everyone I've ever come across, especially in the club, I'm gonna build this for my family. Okay, nine times out of ten, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, because your family only goes with you to so many shows. I mean, let's be completely honest. You, hey, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're not going to pile the kids into your show truck every weekend and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you have a truck that's a four-door, you know, half-ton or three-quarter-ton truck that you can pile the kids in and throw the, 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 you know, your show truck on the bed, on the back, 
then you can enjoy your show truck with your kids and it doesn't matter what your show truck is because yeah. it could be a, a standard cab pickup. And that's sort of like what I was been thinking lately. I'm all like, why don't I build a, a, a really cool, like I'm, I've always been an extra cab guy and I still like extra cabs more than standard cabs. And I know you and I differ on that opinion because you like standard cabs better. But, you know, to build a really like, really cool, like fast standard cab that's body dropped and just looks good. And you could like load it on a trailer and that's, you know, it's light. It's easy to load on a trailer on and off and you could like load it up and you could take it anywhere, drop it off, cruise around, do whatever you want to do, put it on the trailer and go home. Well, you when know, it I've comes been- to the difference between an extra cab and, and standard cab, there's not much of a difference though. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're, it's uh, weight wise, you're talking a couple hundred pounds, you know, like, and then talking, if you're talking like building it, there's not much difference in building it either. So, oh yeah, yeah. The, no, they're essentially the same. I just like, well, two things. And this kind of like ties it all together was, you know, one, I, I just like extra cab the look better. I, I like a little longer vehicle. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you like it better, get it. Because yeah. your reasoning, like light, throw it around, whatever, they're, they're both equally easy, as easy to build and both equally that's true. Uh, weighted. So get what you want, man. Yeah, no, that's true. No, yeah, yeah. And that and like the other part of it, what I was going to say was having an extra cab I, in my head, I'm like, well, you know, I could like load my gear in it and we could drive it to shows mm-hmm. and stuff. But like kind of like what we're saying about this whole trailer thing, like if you have a nice truck that you pull your your stuff with, you could just load the truck on the trailer and put all your gear in the other, in the truck, and, and, you know. And don't hate on people that load their truck in an enclosed and then take it to a sh- that was a purpose-built truck. It was a Oh, for sure. You know, like these people are spending 100, 200, 300,000 dollars on their trucks. They're they're forms of art. Mm-hmm. You know, they're it's an expression of art. So you you come up in your clunky truck and you look at that truck and go ah driven not driven not trailered it's like yeah you know, it's think, all, of, think about what you're saying there a little bit you know it goes <laughs> like, right back to the built not bought argument and that is gray area there's yeah, just there's, tons of it there's reasons for everything yeah. just you know just have fun do go yeah. do you do, do whatever you, you want don't judge other people for them doing whatever they do exactly don't yeah, go exactly. get a sticker saying that you're better than this other person because X. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. You just, yeah. make, your, you just make yourself look like a fool. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on before we start making people mad. Um, this is kind of an interesting uh, question. What's that? And this is also from uh, Mike Myers. And he says, hypothetically speaking, if your club dismembered or you decided to walk away, would it take you completely away from the scene, quotation marks, or would you find yourself another set of friends who still enjoy what you love? <laughs> I could touch on that one. Okay. Um, I've always told my club, Forbidden Fantasy, that I will be the last person with the logo. So if everybody else wants to get out, then they're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, but I'm that's also, a good way to look at it. But I'm also it. the president of the club. So it's a yeah, little bit and, different. Yeah, and you've so, been around a long time. Yeah. If I were, if Forbidden Fantasy to were to ever go away... I would do this as a job, so it's not going to take me away from the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I didn't do this as a job, I still like trucks and I still like cars. So I'm I'm not going to just like not build my next truck because I'm not in a club. I'm not right. going to not go to a car show because I'm not in a club. And I think a lot of people do that. They only do it for the club. They don't actually do it for the the love of the vehicle. If you have a, the if you if you can find people in to get into your car club that do it for the love of the vehicle, then they're going to be club members for life. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. 
Yeah. But I can look at it from a completely different perspective yeah. because I did leave a club. Yeah. You know? And I left a club to come to, to Forbidden Fantasy and my whole club disbanded. That that club doesn't exist mm. anymore. Um yeah, like it's now that I'm kind of like thinking about it and looking it o- over, it's you're right. It's sort of like if you're going to just if you are in a club and then the club disbands and you're like, "Okay, I'm out." Then Wait, so were you there just for the club? or Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you were there just for the party. Yeah, yeah. Huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so from my perspective, I, you know, the old, the old club, we, we often talk about evolution and adapting mm-hmm. and sometimes the whole puzzle thing and all this other stuff. Like, sometimes it just, that's the way it works. And yeah. I think the scene, you'll, you'll always, again, just from everybody's personal perspective, like, there's, I'm friends with everybody. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, my club doesn't make me, I mean, it makes me who I am, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold me back from being friends with anybody else. And that's sort of like what it seems like how this question is framed. It's almost like if this, it's almost like you're, you're saying like, are you tied to just this group of people? Like you don't have any other friends beyond this, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I used to go to SEMA. No one in the club went to SEMA. Um, I've, I've gone to many a shows with no one in the club that you know that goes so mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep no yeah I've, i'm gonna keep doing it yeah that's essentially what happened to me in my old club was i was just kept on going to stuff and you know i mean that that was a different outcome you're what you're saying is you go to this stuff and you know if people don't go or go it's okay yeah you know but that was sort of like the thing in my old club that happened was i was just kept on going and going and going and yeah, and, I just and, sort of like gelled with other people. And everyone's different too, because I do, there is the, the people that when you go to a show with your truck, you want to feel, you want to have some camaraderie there and some people around you. So some people are okay going by themselves. Some people are not and both are mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like every other, like not argument, but you know what we talk yeah. about this, this versus that. It, it's the same thing with people. Yeah. Cause if your club disbands, there's other clubs out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're just like, not, you can be like, oh, well, I, I kind of like, um, you know, Perfect Boys. So I'm going to go hang out with them and then get into that club. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Cool. So here's a good question for you. Um, it says Project 99, Project underscore 99 on IG says, uh, but what does it cost and process for you to shoot a video feature on a truck? This person would love to have you make a video of their truck. So, so if someone wanted to get a video produced of their vehicle, you know, how, how would they go about doing that? So I, be, I get asked this quite a bit and my response is always, if it's for a business or to promote your business, then I'm going to charge you money. If I'm going to put it on my channel and it's something, cause here's the thing, the, the trucks that I feature on Grinder TV are just ones that I like. You know, I, I'm not, I don't go out there to pursuing features. So I could, I probably should do this cause it goes back to the lazy YouTuber thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, uh, maybe I'll prop do promise myself to do like maybe a feature a month, you know, once it starts to cool down a little bit, cause there's plenty of stuff out here to do. I don't know. I'm talking myself, talking now my, to myself about this now out loud. Yeah. Like, why am I not doing this more? You know, I know I, I run into the same thing. There's so there's a handful of trucks out there that I'm like, I'm going to, you know, make a feature on and just like local around here in, in Southern California. And yeah, it's just what it's right back to that thing we're talking about. It's like motivating yourself to go do it. We should be doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, by the time we're you ready, know? they're going to sell their trucks. Um, right. But, but more to the point of the question, 
And this is so that by you saying that, like, you know, that I do the same thing. I'm only going to feature trucks on on our channel that that I like. Yeah. So if someone came to you with like something that is kind of foreign to you, like a for example, like a donk. So someone comes to you with a donk. It's like, hey, can can you make a feature of this? Is that someone you would charge? No, even though it's not for a business. Hundred percent. Because I mean, yeah. If you if you were just like, I want I I've had people ask that. I want a video of my truck. I like the way Mm -hmm. you film. I like the way you edit. Um, I don't care if it goes on the Grinder TV channel. I want it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's different. Then you start to, then you have to ask questions. How long do you want the video? Do you want interviews? Do you want, you know, what's the location, whatever. So it, it could it'd be anywhere from five hundred dollars to twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. It, 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 there's too many variables. You know what I mean? But if it's just a it's bu- to just throw out a number. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because if it, mm-hmm. if I mean, I just got asked this yesterday. How much would you do a reel of for this business? Oh, you know, like hey, I I, I need one reel, which is a one minute video. But it doesn't matter if it's a one minute video or a five minute video. I still have to leave my house, drive somewhere, mm-hmm. spend almost the same amount of time filming it, mm-hmm. and then. Etc. So yeah, they, everything usually starts at about five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Will from Crooked Photography, he's sort of like built his business on that. That's what he does is he goes to a show. And at first, I'll be honest with you, like when I heard about it, I'm like, I kind of didn't get it. Like, so he'll go to a show and he'll offer photo shoots. He's all shoot your your vehicle. Uh, you know, you get it's almost like a almost like a wedding kind mm-hmm. of like. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Not exactly the same, but that same kind of concept. And at first I was like, hmm, that's, I don't know. I can't really wrap my head around it. But now, yeah, you're right. So if some dude built this truck or car or whatever, and they're like, I want nice pictures of this to have, you know, there's a, there's a space for that. And, and Will from Crooked Photography kind of fills that space. Like he's all, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm going to be promoting me personally soon here is just, um, you know, if I can get your truck in a magazine all day long, but say you just want cool photos, mm-hmm. you know, then I can do those for you for X amount of dollars. But Will does a lot of the lifted truck stuff. And mm-hmm. in that world, like if you go to Daytona truck meet, which is now Miami truck meet or LST or something like that, there's five or six photographers out there completely booked for the weekend. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You know, and they're not cheap. You know, they're anywhere from, it depends on the show, but I mean, they could go for a photo shoot anywhere from $400 to $2,000. Wow. You know, for photos and videos and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a space. Again, it goes right back to the economy thing. There's Mm -hmm. a space for everything. Yep. And that's that one. Uh, This person wants to talk about uh, Brad Cleaver on IG wants to talk about the rotary built Mazda from No Regrets. I think. With time constraints, we should get into that when we talk about, because um, there's another question on here about our favorite full sizes and mini oh, trucks yeah. and stuff. That's going to yeah. take 30 minutes to talk about. And I want to talk. Yeah. And, Which we kind of did. Did we kind of do that no, in you ca- that's, previous you, episodes? No, you caught me off guard. Oh, that's we, right. And remember, oh, yeah, and you talked right. about, yeah. we basically, you talked about one Mazda, which was Westcott's, yeah. and then we went into a totally different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Tundra. <laughs> I talked about because that's all I have yeah. written down right here. That's when we talked about built, not bought. So, oh, yeah, that's so right. we have to go back and revisit um, our favorite builds and have an entire. And what that Mazda with the rotary in it is one of my mm-hmm. favorites. So, Brad, okay. Brad cool. we'll talk yeah, about I, that. Yeah, I love that truck too. Okay. Uh, Spot, oh, Spotify playlist. Do you oh, have, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Spot, uh, did, did, where is Dale that Hughes. Dale Hughes asks, make Spotify playlists. I don't think anybody's ready for all that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've said yeah. before in a, before in the episodes that I'm a music snob. And, uh, I mean, unless you're prepared to listen to, uh, Misfits and Joy Division yeah. and, you know, like crazy, like the Smiths and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't know if, if everybody's ready for I that. I think they are because, <laughs> oh, okay. because, um, I don't know a lot of the bands you listen to, but when we're driving, I like all the music you listen to. Oh, you see you. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I have a very strange uh, taste in music as well because my stuff goes from weird 80s and 90s like local bands uh-huh. to you know very mainstream bands like Incubus and all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's when you drive and I'm chilling in the passenger seat, it's very sing alongy. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you put on uh um. Man, now it, the name just totally escapes. I'll put on me. like Unwritten Law and see there. That, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Unwritten Law, like you'll put on the Unwritten Law channel, and so we're cruising along, and you kind of just find yourself like start singing along to all these old songs. You yeah, know? There, it's very yeah. It's kind of the my driving thing because it kind of keeps me up. Yeah, but, um, oh, okay. yeah. Unwritten Law is, is one of my all time favorite bands. So, mm-hmm. well, I think everybody pretty much knows that one of my favorite bands is the Misfits because we. I I sneakily incorporated into a lot of stuff, even the club stuff. <laughs> so like, so I and you know, actually, I think a lot of people I, know actually, that. I have a Spotify playlist. Oh, you do? Um, oh, okay, but I need to curate it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Lindsay from Surface, Pre- did, Pretty did. Low Apparel actually has a Grinder TV playlist on her Pretty Low Apparel Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, she'll neat. she'll listen to music and she goes, "This sounds like something Brian would use." And so she's been making me a playlist for like four years. That's awesome. So. <laughs> You know, and and speaking of Lindsay and Will and the whole kind of surface crew, and again, this is the music snob. They have impeccable taste in music. Mm, yeah, like they are always on really good music. And they'll and even Will will like. Uh, just recently, I was listening to this. Uh, um, the uh, man, okay, I can't remember the name, but anyway, this is a really obscure thing, right? That I had heard somewhere else. And Will hits me, I was like, "Oh man, that that band is great." And it's almost like a like a good job. Like, well, Will thinks this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and they, and they like even like on their uh, on their all of their DVDs, they always had impeccable music on yeah. those things. Yeah, they definitely always have had good, good taste. music. Uh, so yeah, so we let's we should put together a. If you guys want to do it, you don't want to hear it. Let's well, let's do it. We'll I know. I it. actually went on Spotify today because I was doing some stuff around here, and I had the the radio on. And I was like, oh, I really need to dial this in because I just. So yeah, I'm gonna work on my Spotify playlist over the next couple of months and. Yeah, and, uh, cool, and we'll put it out there. You yeah. know, uh, Roulette does that too. Roulette, uh, the DJ from our club, Forbidden Fantasy. I think everybody knows. Well, who yeah, because he used to put out CDs, and I told him, I said, Roulette, that's right. Make a Spotify. He goes, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Come on, and I showed him, and now he's like all over it. I was like, Yeah, this is the updated version of a mixtape. You know, it was really cool, um, you know, during the pandemic when we were all shut down and we had uh, that. Remember that Zoom meeting we had and we had the, <laughs> almost a whole club on there yeah. and he put out the playlist. There. Dude, that was a lot of fun. It was. It was. <laughs> was the, they, he put that because we had our virtual car show. We had a virtual car show. So he had, we had pandemic, a virtual yeah. DJ. So <laughs> it was fun. It, it was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But I think Dale, too, because um, I, I very I shortened his question up because he was talking about the music that we use in our videos. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. The music that I've, oh. the music that that we've used in our videos is usually not on Spotify. Oh, I see what he's asking. He's asking for a Spotify playlist of the music we use in our videos. Kind of. It was a mix of both oh. of those. So, okay. 
Um, but the music we use in our videos is based off personal taste. So when you go mm-hmm. to um, our Spotify playlist, it might not be the exact music we use in our videos. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. we get... So kind of to touch on that, like my journey throughout making videos and, and using music, it actually, up until recently, I actually started paying for the subscription uh, websites for music. And previous to that, and previous to that, what I would do is I'd go on SoundCloud and just cruise SoundCloud for like all these like random, you know, people making music and stuff like that. And then I would just like use that music. Um, but like I said, just just recently I started uh, using like subscription websites and stuff like that. Yeah, you but you're definitely. right. I like if you listen, I'm always trying to find music that kind of matches this, the normal music that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so, not yeah, going yeah. to use stuff you don't like, like uh, country music. Yeah, I know. Like sometimes I'll, I'll run into that. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's that like almost like Creed rock and roll oh, or God, something. And I'm like, I'm not. No, no, I'm not no. Using this and all. that's like what everyone posts on Epidemic, too. You're just like, yeah, <laughs> Epidemic actually has a very good library of, of ska and punk music, though. I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. I found I found that little nugget of, of uh, treasure yeah. trove of so, music. I want to just blow through the sheet real quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, Ralphie's bike shop uh, show idea. How about at the end you guys go over your show schedule? We've been doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And then it says maybe ask people to submit your upcoming shows for shout outs. Um, I don't, we would get, that would take up too much time on here. Yeah. But if you guys want to send artwork over to the, the drop uh, Instagram, like we'll put that in our stories and stuff. Okay. And oh, I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. to promote other shows. Yeah. Like if you have a car show coming up, Send us an Instagram message. We'll gladly put it in the Instagram. Yeah, because we're mostly on this on this uh, show. We're mainly talking about stuff that we're going to or been to. Yeah, and talk about our experiences doing all that. Yeah, but we'll gladly promote any car shows on the Instagram page for sure. And always, you know, I get that question a ton on uh, YouTube. Like, hey, when's the next show, or where's the show going to be in you know Ohio or something mm-hmm. like that? If you guys go uh, check out our friends over at Ride Low Magazine. They put together an extensive list every year of almost all the shows that happen across the country. Yeah, and they're and they're always updating it. Uh, that's Erica and Jose uh, from our club for Vin Fantasy, but they also run the uh, Ride and Low uh, magazine Instagram. Yeah, anytime and, I yeah. need to find out if there's something going on, I, I refer to that. Yeah, and so I always that's what I, I always point people in the, in that direction. And also for uh, information, because we do talk about a lot about the Neptune's Net and all the mini truck revival. Um, shows hit up mini truck revival for more info on those because like I I know info and I can and shoot you some basic stuff but if you really want to know like what's the fine details hit up Vic yeah mini truck revival um Mike Myers will tweet ever make a comeback no Mm -mm. let's hope not (laughs) and then the last one on this page was Fernando Patino how long did it take you guys to realize that you wanted to do YouTube or sell merch full-time that's a good question, and I have some notes on that one. Um, I'll take the lead on that. So, you know, I started doing uh, selling T-shirts and printing T-shirts and making T-shirts back in 2003. I've said I'll give the expedited version of this story. Started in 2003, but really started taking it seriously in 2008. So I've always and I've always done this. Like this is basically all I've done for almost well. I since 2007 I would say because previous 2007 I was doing some other stuff with my family businesses and stuff like that but I've been doing this since 2007 um, and then so the, that's sort of the expedited uh, story on that but the YouTube thing when did we want to do YouTube that was out of necessity 
Like, mm-hmm. and that's what we've talked about before, or I've talked about before throughout this whole process. Everything I've done was out of necessity. I only ever learned to use a camera because I needed to take pictures of our merch to put it out there. And I needed to take, you know, pictures because in my head, taking pictures of show coverage and putting it out there would help the brand. So it's everything that I do personally is out of necessity to make the brand better. Yeah. And I did it backwards. So I did coming off of Grinder Magazine. Um, I started my YouTube channel first and then did merch second. So mine was bad. I didn't do the YouTube channel to sell merch, but now they coincide together. Yeah. Merch you know? is. Merch is so important. Well, like, like you said uh, before, you, you need a, a product. So I can't rely on YouTube alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have other income with photography and video clients and stuff. But, you know, YouTube doesn't pay enough to yeah. to live off of. So you have to have the merch side of it. And, and every company has merch. So, I mean, big companies. Big, big and, companies. Like Kindigit Design. Kindigit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... Yeah, they make a ton of money on their um, builds builds of their cars and stuff like that. But they make they probably make more money in their merch. Jesse James, yeah, Jesse James built you know hundred thousand. I mean, back in the day, I mean, they're probably more now. But back in the day, he was building hundred thousand dollar motorcycles. But that's not where he made his millions of dollars. It's because he had T shirts in Walmart. That's why he made millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, and, and, like, and AutoZone stuff. Like I remember he did some AutoZone stuff. Yeah, but I'm just yeah merch merch yeah. in general and like merch is the pretty much the backbone for for any company mm-hmm. and that's the money maker you know and that's what we're trying to do so like you said you know you you have photography and video work that supplements what you do and i have my print shop that supplements what i do but that i to me it's a little separated cuz like that's just, you know people said do you have a regular job maybe that's our regular job like your regular job is like doing photos and videos and my regular job is having my print shop oh it is i think you know? when people say what do you do for a living i know ne- i'm not a youtuber right if i was a youtuber i wouldn't be doing the other stuff that i do mm-hmm. you know um, yeah which one do you take away i make the most money doing client photography and client videos so i am a photographer slash videographer with a YouTube channel on the side. <laughs> yeah. It's all I was saying in the last episode, it's always complicated, but that's why I just say, I print t-shirts. And then the, the next question for me is like, Hey, uh, like, and this is not within the truck scene. Cause I always, uh, cater to people there. But yeah. like, if I'm out randomly at a softball game and someone comes up to me and they say, Oh, what do you do? And I say, I, I have a print shop. I make t-shirts. I'm like, Oh, can you make me some shirts for my church group? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and because, because I say, Oh no, I mainly work in the automotive industry space. Yeah. You know, I, doing the YouTube and doing all this allows us to be selective with our clients on the yeah. other part of it. Yeah. That's yeah, a good way to put it. So yeah. Mike Myers has more questions, but we're going to get into those the next time. I told him yep. that we're going to make him our executive producer because all these questions, he was, he he was, was on it, man. He's on it. He says he's got he more. I said, keep them coming, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and everybody keep them coming. But also, we want to centralize them, too. So please go to The Drop on, on Instagram, The Drop with Frank and Brian, all put yeah. together, and submit them there. That way, we have them like in a central location. Because yeah. sometimes, like I always found myself like, oh, no, I remember someone asked me something on mine, and then The Drop, and then on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and that goes back to me saying, like anything to do with The Drop, we have to keep it on The Drop. Right, right. Um, and then also, just mind um, any other, if don't ask the same questions, so if you... We've already yeah. answered it. You don't. You don't need to answer it again. Yeah, go ask it again. So, yeah, there's some. Go more. back and watch our previous episodes. There's some more on here. Um, what are we at? We're we can. You want to do one more? 
Yeah, sure. All right. All right. What's your last one here? All right. So this to wrap this all yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap this up with uh, we'll go with Pat Breyer, Mr. Pat Breyer uh, from Canada. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Pat Breyer, yeah, Canada. He's a big, He's big a good big, guy. Yeah, big supporter of uh, our channels. Big supporter. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Pat. Thanks, thanks, man. Pat. You're the best. Uh, what is what is some slang regarding the scene that you hate and why? I think we kind of touched on that, you know, before when we were talking about like buzzwords mm. and that and our buzzwords and and episode. What was it called? Buzzwords and something yeah. else. I don't know. But yeah, no, there there are tons that out there that I don't think that like I hate. Hate's a strong word. Mm. Um, but that's like mm, mm, that. I think that's the more accurate way to put it. Like, eh, that's not. Everybody. Yeah, like same thing with the whole target tops and stuff. Like, eh, not my jam. I don't like the word skate. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. go skate our trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know who started that. Don't know where it started, but. Uh, but how else? I mean, it's a pretty good. It's not a good description. No, it's not a good description. Well, then how else would you say what? Is what? Skate, what describe the word skate to me. The word skate. Well, see, I think, are you thinking of a skateboard or well, a roller What's skate? a skate? Or are you talking about an ice what? skate? Yeah, yeah, you're making a really good, you're making really good <laughs> points right now. <laughs> The word skate. <laughs> yeah. It goes, uh-huh. you're going to ice skate, you're going to roller skate, are you going to skateboard? Like the, the term skate, yeah. unless the unless I'm wrong, I just, it sounds weird. Like I'm going to go truck skate. Yeah. I'm going to go mini truck no, skate. I, now that we're putting it into a conversation <laughs> again, in words, I can, it doesn't I matter. can hear it. It doesn't matter. It's just weird things bother me. Like the word pod. Uh-huh. We're going to pod. I'm going to put this on the pod. Like when you're oh, describing that's right. a podcast. You, you told me about that, that, that you're doing. And I called a pod all the time. Like, well, just cause I think it sounds cool. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is people think certain things sound cool and then they just run mm-hmm. and then it becomes a thing, which is fine. Cause I'm sure yeah. I say things that are annoying to other people. What about, so if we're talking about skate, what about rail? We're going to go rail our trucks. Yeah. That to me makes more sense because they're frame rails, They're frame right? rails. And okay. what if you rail slide a, a board, you're sliding the rails. But isn't that skating? That's rail sliding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It would be like this. Skateboarding is the same as uh-huh. driving. I'm yes. going to go ride my skateboard, right? Now, the tricks yeah. you do on the skateboard describe the what you're doing while you're doing mm. that. So same with, mm-hmm. I'm going to go drive my truck, and I, but I'm also going to drag the truck, or I'm going to rail the truck. I'm mm-hmm. not going to skate mm-hmm. my truck. <laughs> I think skate more lends to cruising just super yeah. low because you're not dragging at that point. You're just cruising super low. So what other word could you, uh, what other slang word could you create or say to describe that? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I where think like, that's where skate became a thing. And yeah, because it, it's almost like the, the uh, have you ever seen those things like Europeans like speaking English? It's English, but it's a little off. Mm. So that, that'd be like the thing. Like you're trying to just think of a quick word to, to describe what we're doing. It's not like we're going to go like, I'm going to go with my friends and drive very low in my automobile. <laughs> yeah, we need a word for it, right? I'm going to go cruise. Yeah. But you have to define cruising because we don't just cruise, right? We cruise really low. Super low. So that would be skating. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's just me. I did just. No, yeah. I'm not going to apologize what? for it like Mr. Will Freeman said. He goes, you guys need to quit apologizing for everything. I know. I'm not going to apologize for not liking skate, all right? Yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's, your, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. I'm trying to think of something that in the scene that like slang that bothers me. Have I told you anything that like maybe no, you remember you're very, that I said? you're very cool with I'm whatever. I'm odd. 
Well, yeah. Well, uh, I was gonna say I'm very odd. Like I, like I, there's all there's always something going on with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing in. There's no uh, terminology that you're like that doesn't make any sense. No, I just yeah, you're right. I just sort of like roll with it. Yeah, I'm like yeah. If someone could come up to me and probably be like say a fake word, and I just now it's cool. I'll tell you what. Going through those VHS videos and listening to myself talk, uh huh. I'm just like wow. I d-, you know I'm like why did I say that? Why did I do? There was one truck run, and the entire truck run I said the word dope. I said that's dope. Oh yeah, dope. And I yeah. think I st- and and we talked about this was before is because you emulate what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And a, my buddy that I was hanging out with at that time always said that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, kind of. And like whatever people were saying around me, I was saying that. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it happens with me and you, too, because uh-huh. I'll find myself saying stuff like you sometimes. And I'm like, and I'll say, I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But I, I do. I do that a lot. I use. A, I mean, I use maybe too much i use dope and rad and sick and stuff like that yeah i'm and, oh and stuff like that and st- i just did it again yep and stuff like that that's what i need to stop doing on this podcast is saying and stuff like that i need to stop saying you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then i watch other podcasts and they say it constantly yeah so i'm like am i just saying am i just catching myself and and like it's not really a big deal or is it a big deal i have no idea it took me a long time to get over saying the word so. Like when, but I'll still slip up and I'll still say it. So like if you're watching one of my videos and I go bring out the camera and I go like, so. It took me, because uh, what I try to do is be like, we're here doing this. Yeah, anytime I'm working with a client making videos, um, if they start with so, I stop them. They go, so, I said, no, oh, do it again. So, nope, do it again, do it again, do it again. And eventually they will stop saying it. Yeah. Um, if you ever watch any of the Trey Five stuff, we're always making fun. He was always like, "So," because <laughs> don't say or stop saying. Or yeah. Or uh, I've heard this one. A, a buddy of mine always says, "You ever notice every single vlog they say, what's up, guys?'" Yeah. I try not to do that. But as well. But I told him, yes, I said, that, "What are you gonna do? What do? You, what else are you gonna say? You're gonna put the camera. Hi. You're saying hi to your audience." Yeah, but I think it's like anything. It's like a trope, you yeah. know, and like. What's up, guys? Welcome to my channel. It's just maybe it's just a way to to like kind of make fun of ourselves doing what we do. I don't know. Uh, we could definitely. There's a lot to make fun of. I'll tell you that. Oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> but it, but I think that's what makes us so unique. Is we're like, okay, <laughs> we're stupid. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> um, so, but no, I can't think of any other like slang words in the scene that that bother me. It's it's like whatever. Is there any slang words that bother you guys? Yeah, you, you guys should let us know. You should hit up the drop Instagram, the drop of Frank and Brian, and be like, you know what just really grinds my gears? <laughs> when some, when people say grinds my gears. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or grinding, you know. No, but you're a grinder, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Man. Let sleeping dogs lie is what yeah. I say. So what are we in the beginning of July? It's a very slow time for me right now. Mm-hmm. It's a very slow time for shows. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff going on. It's coming up. It's it's gonna come quick. It is. Oh, once uh, like once uh, September-ish rolls around, we're gonna get yeah. real busy again. We're heading out to Louisiana. Oh, and I keep on forgetting. And I just remembered this yesterday. I keep forgetting. I'm also in September going out to the uh, Laughlin show that Seductive is putting on. That's the right. Low down in Laughlin. 
this will be a very uh, mid-September. This will be one of the first times that you go to a show, and I'm also at a show, but a different show. Yeah, that's true. I'm going, we should do something fun. We should be like, hey, uh, I'm out here, you know, often go check out Brian. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry, guys. We should guys. do an interview where I'm like, what's up, guy? So, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here at C10's in the park. Let's check in with Frank. It's the seductive show in Laughlin. And then you come into my video. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we're definitely going to do something on that. But now, yeah, we'll now we that have to sure. follow through because we always say we're going to do stuff mm-hmm. and we never do it because yeah. we're lazy mm-hmm. YouTubers. Mm-hmm. We need to stop being lazy YouTubers. What do you? Maybe we should just change the name of the show. Yeah, <laughs> the lazy with Frank and Brian. The lazy, <laughs> the lazy with Frank and Brian. Oh, All right, or the lazy, well, the lazy pod. Um, yeah. What are you editing right now? What do you? What's coming out? I'm still working on Rolling Rocks. I'm actually making some progress on it. So that I, I'm hoping to have that. Out. I wanted to have it out between because this this episode of the drop is going to be on my channel, the Custom Life channel. Mm. Uh, go check out the previous videos that we've made. Um, same thing as last time at the uh, Mini Nats video still up. Go watch that. Um, but yeah, I'm working on the Rolling in the Red Rocks video. And it's, it's coming together. Like you said, it, I got the idea. I know how exactly how it should mm-hmm. go together. It's just sitting there and doing it and putting it together. Yeah, I have a little idea for that one that I want to try out. But I'm getting through the Cancer Show video first. Yeah, that's right. You made a, I, I made a Cancer Show video. Um, I know there's a lot of... Uh, promoters out there waiting for videos from us i know dream big is waiting i know um the the breast cancer show is waiting uh we'll get to them we got to spread if we drop them right away we wouldn't have anything to put out right now because we're not filming anything so yep we've said it before we'll say it again calm down (laughs) hang in there guys hang in there we'll get to you right on well cool well uh, thanks for checking out the, the show, this week's show. Go to our websites, livelifecustom.com. Grinder-tv.com. Pick up some merch. Enter the, the Legacy Ragtop giveaway. Like I said, keychains. Those will be on there by the time this episode airs. I already got one, so I entered to win the Legacy contest. Yeah, what? what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but right on, man. All right, we'll see you next week. That was an awkward wave. Bye. <laughs>